Yeah, so uh, a little thing to know before I start my story is that I have no idea what I'm doing throughout life. So it's kind of just like opportunities come and I just find myself places. I'm I'm really bad at like thinking through things and like, you know, I'm I'm sure you, your audience could probably tell like I'm I'm a pretty kind of like weird philosophical, deep, emotional, spiritual esque kind of dude and like you know, like I, I just spend a lot of time in my mind and like I don't really know how to process thoughts or emotions or like feelings and like I just kind of process it through like making music. Hello, sound seekers. Welcome to a very special episode of Sound for Thought, a podcast that uncovers the reasons why people make music. I am your host, Andrew Schultz, of the self-proclaimed, legendary, and hugely successful Redefining Records empire. Right off the bat, I just want to ask you for a quick favor in exchange for this amazing and free podcast you're about to hear. If you haven't already, please give this show a follow or subscribe on whatever podcast listening platform you're using. If it's Apple Podcasts, please do us a favor and rate and review. This will help us out a lot and help us make the show better. Thank you to everyone who has already followed us. Your support has been overwhelming and I am truly grateful for you. It blows my mind how many people keep joining us in this music discovery journey. Also, if you want to get updates and bonus content about this show and other cool things like the Bands, Beers, and Buzzwords podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at Redefining Records. My guest today is a sad boy from the 90s living in the 80s, or so says his Instagram bio. It's Andres Montiel, otherwise known as VHS King a recently launched project with strong 80s synth disco indie rock pop vibes. His first single, Prom Song, is out now and found its way onto some big playlist. It reached over 2,000 streams in just the first few months. I'm excited for you all to get to know him and learn more about why he started this project. It's a nice long conversation that goes from silly to serious and back to silly again. We talk about our shared college experiences in Santa Barbara, his life working in the movie biz and also living in Hawaii. We talk about his childhood growing up as a drumming prodigy and playing in the church with his family, his dad, but also how he didn't know the difference between major and minor chords until recently in his mid-twenties. I think my favorite part of the episode is about halfway through, when Andres touches on some of the struggles uh, he overcame with self-sabotage and lack of confidence when putting out his first track. And I think all musicians and creative people will relate to it and find inspiration from it. I certainly did. Before we jump in, we're going to get a teaser, a short clip of his next single, which has yet to be released. It's called Tinder Girls and it will be dropping on streaming services in the very near future. So take a listen, then get to know Andres during the interview before listening to more of his music at the end of the episode when we play his track Prom Song. 
I hope at that point you will understand his process and why he decided to put out his music, and then you will find his music even more enjoyable and interesting to listen to. You can listen to VHS King on Spotify or anywhere music is sold and streamed. Give him a follow on Instagram at VHS underscore underscore King. Alrighty, this one's called Tinder Girls. Stay safe, be kind, keep making cool shit, and enjoy the show. And also, happy holidays. episode just gets better and better Mm -hmm. yeah totally totally so and that's and i hope i hope listeners know that i want them to know that the good stuff's usually towards the end definitely (laughs) but now we're just starting off with gold right here dude i mean i'm I'm honored man this is this is magic happening you know it's been a while dude it has i'm I'm really happy like once you put out music as vhs king i was kind of following when you were putting it out and i was like God damn, I haven't talked to this guy in a while. Like I was really stoked to see you were putting something out and I I really wanted to catch up and Yeah, I'm thanks so, man. Yeah, dude, I'm glad thanks we're so much doing for, this. Yeah, oh me me too, man. I'm I'm totally totally appreciative of uh you asking me to be on this the show. Um yeah, I think we definitely were like on opposite sides of the friend group. I don't know who in my band you talked to, but like I was like much better friends with like Aiden. Like mm-hmm. you know, we we did film together too, so Yeah. Um yeah, he's kind of like, you know, I keep up with him a lot and I kind of like always i mean you know we're friends on social media and everything and you know i kind of like i was super stoked to see that you did your music stuff too you know and, and mm-hmm. glad to hear that the podcast was doing well too um but yeah I'm, I'm super grateful for this opportunity to catch up and uh yeah absolutely and and now i'm gonna hit you with these hard-hitting let's questions go. that you're gonna get <laughs> let's do just, it i'm gonna interrogate you and break your your life apart <laughs> oh god no you probably will but i uh, um on every podcast every podcast as if i've been on like a million podcasts but like i think i've been yeah i've been on jacob's podcast do you, do you know jacob at all the bassist in so so i know him slightly less than i know you so okay, like gotcha. you know we played together right but one less beer die game or something exactly but like with you <laughs> at least i had like a couple conversations gotcha yeah yeah, yeah. so long story short he has this podcast to um called burrito buddies i guess I'll- yes i am aware of his podcast okay yeah 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 yeah, and so I've been on that one, oh God, I think like three, 
two or three times, something like that. So, um, nice. but yeah, but every time I'm on his podcast, I like I come up with questions too. So at some point, I have some questions that are gonna really expose you to your audience. So I hope you're ready. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> so I, I actually have like started adding this into my podcast lately. Towards the end, I always ask the guest if they have something they want to talk about or just like get off their chest at the end. Right, right. And so uh, the last couple, like Tyler from Diners and and Garen from Doc Martian was my last episode. They both had mm-hmm. like some questions for me and I was like, oh, that was fun. Yeah. So I'm glad you have some. That'll be, that'll put me on the spot. Yeah, man. That's funny. Yeah, I was also on, I did uh, John's, obviously John's new podcast. Right, right, right. Bands, Beers, and Buzzwords. Right, Shout out. right. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> so I did that not too long ago. That was like really the first time I had been a guest on a show. Uh-huh. Was that weird for you? It was weird, yeah. Really? That's funny. It was funny. It, I mean, it was a good, I really enjoyed it, but it definitely was like a totally different feeling. Right, I've right. Got, I've gotten pretty comfortable interviewing people. Uh-huh. And I was very, I'm not, I wouldn't say uncomfortable, but I was very unfamiliar with being interviewed. Gotcha. It's so funny, dude, how how different it is to be, like, on the other side. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't think that, like, you know, I don't know, it would expose you as much as it does. Yeah. It it just makes you think. It makes yeah. you think more than you should. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anyway, okay, here's a good – so I ha- I have okay. to ask this question, and I'll okay. start it just right off the bat because – Let's do it. I love hearing the answer to this question – I ask it to anybody who went to Santa Barbara who was who was in Ivy uh, in the music scene. Uh-huh. Especially, obviously, uh, if they're on this podcast, they're probably in the music scene. Right, right. Describe Ivy in your own words to people who may not know what it's like to live there. Ooh, that is wow. Um, I would describe it as the. 22 year old drunken disneyland with no police that's like basically like what it was it was just kind of like a bunch of people that were too young to be like unsupervised getting drunk and like skating around and yeah that's good it was uh i don't know if you know so there's this band called family band i don't know if you ever heard of them they were i think went to sb really Um, is is family band the one with the um there's one song that I know. What is it? You, you it, it might, if you know one, it's, it's called Electricity. Dude, this is a throwback. They literally... Okay, so they played... Um, the Halloween show our freshman year or sophomore year? Did, did we have the Halloween show uh, freshman year? Do you remember? Wait, just to make sure, are we from the same class? What? I, when did you graduate? I, I don't know. I graduated uh, 17, 2017. Okay, so you're a year older than me. Oh, am I? was I? 18. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh. You're so old. Gotcha. I am pretty old. Dude, I'm you're turning 26 man. next uh, in January, and that's like, I don't know, man. It's, it's, for some reason, it's like a lot more scary. Yeah, that's like past the uh, the hump of the quarter right. of twenty five. Yeah. yeah, I'm twenty five. Well, we're pretty close in age because I turn yeah. gotcha twenty six in August, but nice. I was a year below you, and that is scary. Yeah, dude. 
Yeah, for me, it's like, you know, because on 26, I mean, you know, every other birthday, once you turn 21, it's like, woohoo. And then like everything else is like, quote unquote, depressing. But like, this is like, I'll be off my parents' insurance after this. Uh, yeah. And the point is, when you turn 26, you like lose your parents' insurance. Yeah. And that's like society telling me I'm officially too old and I need to like grow up and get a real job. Yeah. And yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's like definitely uh, hitting a lot of, uh, Throwing me into this existential pit of uh, what we call a crisis. So yeah. Anyway, Hell yeah. All that to say, I, so I graduated a year older than you. So you might not have been there. Um, local natives played a show. Were you there for that? Do you remember local natives? No. Okay, but I'm so, upset because I do like no uh, local natives. So I okay, and, and I may be mixing this up. This may have been Deltopia again. College was a blur, so I I really it's all you know same same thing to me. Um. Long yeah, story short, nobody's like, going to verify this, so just go for it. <laughs> I, I hope not. Um, so long story short, you know, we party like super hard in IV and there was, in order to like try to like minimize like outsiders coming in, because a lot of, there's like this like party culture in Isla Vista, going back to the whole Isla Vista thing, um, for a lot of people who haven't been there, mm-hmm. it's like this weird like um, community where like there's just like these like unspoken rules that like you just kind of, you know. Like, you can totally walk into a random person's party that's totally normal. And, like, you'll often be at parties at, like, houses that you don't, like, people who own houses that, like, you don't know the owner. And it's just, like, kind of, like, this weird thing where, like, it's totally cool to, like, have random people walk into your house. And I don't, maybe that's how it was for me. I don't know if that's how it was for you. But, um, you know, drinking with strangers in your yeah, house was, like, more a or common less. thing. And, um, but, like, oftentimes there were, like, outsiders or, like, out-of-towners who were, like, coming just to, like, get fucked up or oh can i cuss on this podcast am i am i allowed to curse oh fuck yes okay <laughs> i meant to ask you that at the very beginning i totally forgot um so anyway so the point is people get fucked up and a lot of like out of towners just like are super rude they don't respect property they like steal stuff and you know the usual so um all i have to say basically like in order to like try and like get like the local iv people to like not host random parties and like get all these like invite these like outsiders to come in um they started throwing these like concerts on like major party days so like halloween we had a concert um deltopia we had a concert (laughs) etc so all that to say god dude this is such a roundabout way to say point is local natives play a show no this is this is good (laughs) okay local natives play a show and the band that opened up for them was called family band and it was just like f uh m L Y B N D or something like that, like all caps. And there's like, you know, one of those, those things. Yeah. They were pretty cool. Um, and they, Oh fuck. What, what was I even going with? Oh, okay. So basically how do I describe IV? God, dude, you're totally going to have to like ring <laughs> me in. I'm going to go on these tangents all the time. So you need to like, I don't know, get your little like, and like, like, so that way I know I'm, I'm going too far. No, this is the get deep podcast. Okay. Nice. Nice. Well, we're going to get real deep, baby. Um, but yeah, so basically they, this band described Isla Vista as a beach slum, um, which I think is a totally perfect way to describe it. It was, it was a college beach slum is like what they said. Um, it was like this yeah. weird utopia of like, like nobody could knew how to like take care of their front yard and like kind of like trash everywhere and like such like harmony, dude. Like, you know, like people would like, like just like all the bicycles going everywhere, like Basically, it's a place where, like, if your parents were driving, their eyes—you could always tell the parents who, like, it was their first time in IV because, like, their eyes were huge and they were yeah. like, 
these bicyclists aren't stopping. Why are all the skaters in the street? But like oh, everybody who's yeah. like there, like it was just like this like weird. Have you ever been to Vietnam? Random question. Have you have you been to Vietnam before? No, I have not. Okay, so like if you like look up like um in like uh Hanoi or like Ho Chi Minh City, there's like all these like crazy streets where like basically if you like walk across the street, you're like not supposed to look at the oncoming traffic and you just kind of like walk and there's so many motor motorbikes that are like going back and forth and like it's almost just like the like red sea where it just like splits around you and magically you like cross the street without even people who have been to vietnam will know what i'm talking about but so it's kind of like that so yeah, yeah. so that was a 20 minute version. Just idea. yeah yeah so that was that was uh what iv is for all those people who did not want all that detail and random stories so oh, they come here for random stories and, oh, okay, yeah. and detail. <laughs> this is this is what oh, we want. I have those. Nice. Yeah, that brought a couple things to mind. So I was a year I was a year behind you. So I do okay, remember concerts and such. Not those specifically. Mm-hmm. I remember. Well, first of all, I must say I I did not. I was not at those shows. The family band show and the the local native show right, i thought okay. i was thinking of the band family of the year do you know that band oh family they have this song called hero let me go i don't wanna be your hero i don't wanna be oh yeah, yeah. oh dude they were like pop punk in like the freaking yeah uh oh my god yeah yeah, yeah. wow that's a throwback nice okay I'd have to listen to them later. So I was I was thinking of that band, which was just wrong, but okay, it was close. Dude. I do remember, close. Uh, yeah, close enough. Same thing. Yeah. Um, my my first concert was at UCSB. Same type of thing. They'd throw the the holiday concerts. We did um, your first you might concert have been ever. At this one, well, no, at like oh. at UCSB, like my oh, first one of those oh, concerts oh that you're referring God, to. Oh my God, dude. I was about to... No, that would be that rough. That would blow my mind. Okay, gotcha. That would, Sorry, be, that would be crazy. Um, Young the Giant for Halloween. Shit, who opened up for was, Young the Giant? That might have been Family Band. Uh, I might be fucking this up. Was it? I'm, okay. I'm probably... Oh God, I don't know, man. Well, here I am saying I didn't see what? Family Band, so I don't really know. <laughs> but they were the openers, dude. Okay, wait, up. were they... Fuck me! Oh my god, I I do not remember. Anyway, I was not there for the opening of that show, but I was okay. there for Young the Giant, and and it was like very um, symbolic of Ivy to me. Were they wearing diapers? They were wearing diapers. Are we? Oh, is this shit. it? They definitely that wore might diapers. Have been it. Okay, I'm getting. Uh, anyways, continue. Okay, continue. Well, this is, yeah, we're putting the pieces together. <laughs> Slowly but surely, we're going to get this story right. <laughs> yeah. This entire episode, just screw music and screw all this stuff. Let's just talk it out and just figure out this story. Because Just this one night. This is one night, please. <laughs> Anyways, continue. Um, but anyway, it just reminded me because they had, um, they had just released their third album, Home okay, of the Strange. Yeah. I'm a big mm-hmm. Young the Giant fan too, so nice. I was super excited about that show. And they had uh, so there's a couple songs on that album. I just looked up, and there's one called Jungle Youth. one called like silver tongue 
and both of those songs they played and it was it those songs if you go listen to them uh-huh remind me of what ivy is like nice for all you non-ivy ears roundabout this is andrew schultz audible we just i just stretched that story yeah <laughs> dude we both did man i hope i hope you uh like we should just hop to the most important question now because we're definitely only gonna hit like one or two questions this entire interview so oh no we have no time limit Sweet. i go as long as it needs to go would you have anything do you need to be anywhere no no i don't i um i don't have a life and with covid i have an excuse not to have a life now so uh yeah i do need to call my mom at some point though she wanted to call me at like 6 30 and i told her i had you know more important things to do like work and be on a podcast so so that's my only plan for tonight i'm glad that i take priority yes <laughs> i love you mom uh, okay here's the most important question of the pod talk to me let's do it uh i asked i asked robert what I should ask you, Robert Sandler. Oh God, uh huh. Because he was so he's. <laughs> we've been alluding to this, but we've played shows together. Right, right. Uh, Robert's our like main link, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. He's kind of my main link to like I, I live as like music scene in general. So he what? Well, he sang for your the band that you drummed for, which was at one point Walter Lewin's Dotted Lines. Yes. Later, wow, yeah. this is Napoleon. Yes. Uh, and and we played shows together in my band with Aiden was Frisian, just for anybody yes. who wants context. So Robert wants to know, what's oh, your favorite God. thing about Robert Sandless? <laughs> my favorite thing about Robert Sandless. Wow. Okay. Hmm. There's quite a few, but I would say my favorite thing is probably that his waist size is a 28. Don't ask how I know that. That's that's but thin. <laughs> he's a skinny he's a skinny kid, dude. If you okay, I'm gonna call him out right now. There's this uh so uh, so this is yeah tying to that. Um, I have never seen his legs. He never wears hmm. shorts, and the first time I saw his legs hmm. was almost like seeing your mom naked, and it was just like, like oh my god, I didn't mean to see that. Like it was truly a <laughs> unique experience, and it's somewhere on. Facebook, I believe. So, Robert, when you hear this, you better delete it because, yeah, there's a, a I'd say, like, yeah, my, my, my favorite thing about him is probably his size 28 waist and his uh, very, very white legs. Perfect. <laughs> I think that's exactly what he was there, hoping you would say. Okay, yeah. When you, when you, I don't, do you like post like an Instagram post when you uh, like share this uh, like podcast, like when it, when it gets released? Oh, you know it. I'm, I'm can, all about can, that. Still, okay. Can one of my like, if you like, could you like edit on Robert's legs onto the image or something? Could we could we get a photo of Robert on there somehow? If you send me the photo, I'll get it. I out will. There. I will. Yes. Okay. I will. I will look it up tonight. Okay. It's your it's your responsibility to give me the photo. <laughs> okay. But then gotcha. I'll make sure everybody sees it. Gotcha. Thank you. I appreciate that. And that's that's gonna be the end of random throwback <laughs> IV questions. Sweet. Sweet. And now we're gonna get real serious. All right, let's do it. Do you have any pets? I do not. Not here in LA. My I kind of have a dog. So I adopted this dog. It was my sister's my well, now my brother-in-law. Um at the time he was my sister's fiance. His 
dog had a litter and mm. she just got like pregnant, you know, in the streets or something. I don't know. She just got, is there a term for like a dog who just gets pregnant she, in the woods? She got knocked up. She got knocked up. Is that, anyways. I think that's the official term, yeah. So she got knocked up in the streets or the woods because he was kind of like, we, we kind of like live in like, I don't know, this like, it's like a very country area. Okay. Point is, this dog got knocked up and had a litter of puppies. And I took one of those puppies back to college my senior year. Um, and I like raised her for her first, oh God, six, six months of life, I think. Um, and then I moved to LA. I'm mean, sorry, I moved to Hawaii after college. And so yes. I was out there for a couple of years. And you, there's like this really intense quarantine process for animals where they're like have to be quarantined for like months on end, like because there's no rabies on the island. And so like in order to like make sure that rabies doesn't get on the island, there's this whole thing. And long story short, she's with my mom. She's like my mom's dog now, kind of. So okay, yeah. But that's kind of a dog that I once had. Um, in my room now in LA, because I'm in LA, I have plants that have kind of, I summon my, uh, my inner millennial, I, I, I bit the bullet and I bought a plant like every other millennial over quarantine. Yes. I did the same actually. Oh, did you? Nice, yeah. dude. And I, I really like it, man. I, I see why it's a fad, you know, I see why it's a thing. Like it really like calms me. It's nice to like have green. My room's like a little jungle. Yeah. A bunch of like synthesizers and plants everywhere, which is kind of cool. So that's yeah, good. So, that's a good combo. Unfortunately, oh, I will say we have this squirrel that lives. There's two squirrels that live in the tree behind us. Um, and one of my roommates, he feeds it every day, and he'll like hide little nuts and little like fruits in like the tree for them, so we that's get to see nice. them come. So that's that's kind of you know a little animal, like a little pet that we we have here. So yeah, it's a little friend. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Well, yeah. see, I know I know very little about you, really, is yeah. what I'm realizing. But I did I did remember uh-huh. you posting stuff about going to Hawaii. So why don't yeah. you give me a little abridged summary of what brought you to Hawaii and what you did there? Yeah. So uh, a little thing to know before I start my story is that I have no idea what I'm doing throughout life. So it's kind of just like oh, same. opportunities come and I just find myself places. Um, but I spent many a summers in Hawaii, um, on the island of Oahu. I have an aunt who lives up there. So like starting in high school, every summer I would go out and just like bum it in Hawaii over the summer. Um, yeah. So, so I spent quite some time out there, um, and I work in the film industry. And so basically, um, when I was out there, like in high school, it was just like, you know, bum around, go to the beach and swim and stuff. Um, once I got into college, I kept on going out cause I got like internships, little jobs. Uh, I ended up working on this mini it wasn't a mini it was like a a super low budget feature film out there um 2015 no was it 2015 i think it was 20 sometime i think it was 2014 i don't know Uh, yeah 2014 2014 summer of 2014 um and so i studied film at ucsb um and after that i basically had a connection she was like oh come uh work out on this movie that's supposed to come out so i graduated college had no idea what i was going to do it was just like getting a ton of like rejections from jobs that i was applying to that i was not even qualified for um she texted <laughs> me to work on a movie i moved up to hawaii the movie didn't happen because well so i had to sign i had to sign like a lot of papers so i can't really 
say what happened, but point is a lot of drama happened. With oh, like, spill the details. I know, I know, dude. Oh, Tell us I, the I really truth. I, I know, I really wish I could. It's weird because like now- No, like, it's okay. Like on Jacob's podcast, like there's a lot of things that like I say, and I know he has like, I don't know, 15 viewers, but the fact that like it lives online forever and that like my kids and like their kids can like listen to this stuff kind of yes. scares me now, you know? So I would totally you, spill the beans, but I can't. You better be careful. I know, you I know for be real. Careful. So long story short, um, the movie didn't happen for me. And then I ended up working on a few TV shows out there, um, kind of hustled its like commercial work, ended up getting on the movie that I wasn't going to work on, but um, I worked in a different department and then worked on another movie out there. And then as you work in the film industry, you kind of just inevitably get like pulled to LA. So um, I moved to LA in, I was up in Hawaii for like a year and a half, I think, legally, like as a resident. I saw my ID, my Hawaii ID. Um, but I was like legally yeah. out there for, I think like a year and a half. And then now I've been in LA for almost two years, man. Can't believe it's already almost wow. been two years, but like, you know, 10 of those months were COVID. So it like kind of feels like, I don't know, it's been longer and no time at all at the same time. Yes. It's kind of a weird thing. COVID is weird, but so yeah. So anyway, so that was, yes, that's kind of my weird. story. So I'm, I'm currently working on a movie here in LA um, and music. Yeah. So that's me. What is your uh, position as a uh, in the film industry? What is what is your specialty? I good question. Um, I am so I'm on a really big CGI movie right now. I'm not gonna say the name, but I'm sure you could probably find it. Um, but it's kind of weird because the this because there's so much CGI on this movie. Um, it doesn't really like the jobs don't really translate. So like my, I have a made up job only for that exists on this movie, and like. If I were to put on my resume, like okay. other people would be like, what is this? But basically, I currently help coordinate digital props. So like a lot of this movie mm. is kind of like a, almost like an animation hybrid kind of a thing. So like because so much of the movie exists in the computer and not in like the real world, um, somebody needs to tell people who which character is holding like which knife. Because we'll have like 10 different knives and we need to make sure that like this character has knife number two or like random things like that. So that's basically what I do. Yeah, It's a lot less glamorous. Okay. Like you think like, oh, working on movies, like, you know, you think like lights and, you know, celebrities and it's like literally just Excel sheets and like, like databases is what I do. So. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. It's interesting. I but, believe it. So, yeah. Yeah. I've been, uh, I've been working in digital marketing most of this time since, since graduating. Have you? Okay. Yeah. So what did you study? Oh, so I studied linguistics. Oh, oh, okay. Got so you studied linguistics, so, and now you do web design. Okay, yeah. So it's kind of a weird jump, but it makes sense yeah. if you know my whole story. Okay. And and my Which whole story would take like uh, t- way too long to tell. But gotcha. Uh, so I studied linguistics as a major, but mm-hmm. I also did uh, at UCSB. They have this minor. Well, it's not really a minor. It was like a you know how some it's majors kind of have like an emphasis. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. So it's like an emphasis in speech and language technologies. So it's wow. I had like some some comp sci classes basically and some like statistical methods uh, classes based in linguistics, but it was like some tech type stuff. Um, so that was my major, and I did get a job uh, working on like a voice command technologies right after Whoa. college and i did that for about six months how was that oh it was really did boring you, did you enjoy that 
Oh, yes, I sort of. Okay, so I enjoyed it, but it got boring. Basically, yeah, it was yeah, data. Yeah. It was it was working with data, which uh, gets boring. Gotcha. But long story short, is I've been making websites for a while. I mean, redefining records was kind of the beginning of that. I made that like sophomore year, nice. and, and I was interested in making websites. So since I quit that job, I've been doing digital marketing in many senses, mostly building websites, but also helping people produce like about us videos, you nice. know, for their websites yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So I've worked with like a lot of videographers gotcha. in the making of those videos. And I have right. gotten some insights into like the freelance videographer world, it, which is long story short is why I understand your, uh, description of of the unglam the the unglamorousness of of video and film work yeah man it's been you know it's been a really interesting experience and like uh you know fortunately a lot of people like think that what i do is cool um of course they don't know like i just stare at a computer all day you know and like i like literally sit in an office and it's like not like glamorous at all Uh but a lot of people are like oh wow you work in film like oh cool and like you know whereas like I'm sure, you know, with you, they're like, you're like, oh, I did, you know, linguistics and software development. They're like, oh, cool. You know, like it's, it's I definitely get like a lot of attention. Yeah. For what I do. Yeah. But it's rough, man. Yeah. It's definitely, it's like, I don't know. It's been, you know, a lot of what like me turning to music just as a hobby, you know, but like, like a lot of that has just kind of just been like, you know, it was my dream to work in film for so long and like, you know. I got in to Hollywood, which is like a hard thing to do. And, you know, I don't know, man, it's just really not as cool as I thought it was going to be, you know, and it's like a lot of drama, dude. It's a lot of mm. like, I don't know, man, you know, like once you kind of work with, like once you're around the like A-list type, like lifestyle, like it's just kind of depressing, man. Just like seeing like, damn, you know, I'm working on this project with these people who like get paid so much more than I do. And like, like just live this extravagant life and like like I'm getting paid like a fraction to like mop the floors kind of a thing you know like it's it's definitely yeah. like you really like like I've definitely experienced firsthand like some of the like I don't know it's just lifestyle that I just didn't even know really existed you know and like yeah, yeah it's interesting man it's, it's kind of it's definitely like a mind fuck and like it definitely yeah it's, it's been a weird weird experience that seems but. super weird yeah, not to I discourage really any imagine. of the kids that are, you know want to do film. If you're a kid and you listen to this, first of all, I apologize for cursing. <laughs> and second, <laughs> pursue your dreams. But totally, yeah. totally. We have a very, very large uh, fan base of children <laughs> up here. <laughs> oh God! Oh no! <laughs> oh, I feel terrible. You just, you just crush their dreams. I, just, I know. <laughs> yeah. No, that's super mm-hmm. interesting, though. Well, to be fair, I feel like. Every job is never what you think it's going to be. Yeah, definitely, man. You know, and it's definitely like that's kind of one of the things that I'm like reminding yourself. Yeah, you know, it's definitely like I'm like, you know, kind of COVID has been and, and I know, sorry, I know you probably don't want to talk about COVID, but yeah, it's definitely like, you know, COVID has brought a lot of like light to, you know, kind of my, yeah, I don't know, my, my like mental state and like, um, the film was really ramping up. Thank God, first of all, thank God I've had a job 
throughout this entire time. Like I know a lot of people have been, you know, let go. I know a lot like this has been like a definitely like hard time for people who have lost loved ones. Like it's definitely I'm super blessed and like super privileged to like have not like had any major losses in my family and, you know, had a job this entire time. Um, so, you know, this is definitely like me complaining for my high, high horse, but, um, you know, like the beginning of COVID, I was, the film was ramping up right before everything kind of shut down. Um, and I was just exhausted, man. I was like, you know, in the film industry for people who don't know, we work 12 hour days, Monday through Friday. Um, my longest job I've ever worked before this one was four months. Um, and this one I've been on for, oh God, like a year and a half. So it gets tiring, man, you know, and like, it's just, it's just such a sprint that's been going on for like so long that when COVID first started, like I was so thankful to just have a break and just like be home for like a month. And like, of course now things have changed and I'm getting so antsy and whatever, but, um, Mm. you know, it really was like a very peaceful time in my life, which I think was totally the opposite for a lot of people. Um, and I think that just kind of really spoke to me a lot about like, like, I don't know, man, if like, you know, COVID is one of the best things to happen to me in quite some time. Like that just really spoke to like, holy shit, you know, like I'm, I'm like overworking my, like, I don't know, man. It was just like a weird paradox of like, you know, like, I don't know. It was so weird. It's bizarre. Yeah. You know, it's definitely bizarre. So, um, but it definitely was like a huge relief and like, I loved working from home. It was so nice. Like I caught up on sleep, which I had been like sleep deprived for like literally months and yeah, man. So it was kind of a weird, kind of a weird experience. But uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about film and, and my my uh, hatred of film more as a podcast goes. So we can yeah, <laughs> no, that's good. I mean, I I want to hear it because I think everybody wants to hear it. We've all been going through a weird time. Yeah, undeniably, yeah, totally. it's forced us all to experience life differently and rethink what we're doing and why we're doing it. And give us, for better or worse, give us time to think more. Right, right. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. I know. I relate to what you're saying, for sure. Sweet. Um, but let's yeah let's let's take a step towards music then. Sure. You've been making some music lately, so I I have a few questions that I always ask, and so we'll start with one of them. Mm-hmm. And it's that I want to get an idea of how you got into music as as like a young person or as a child. So like, did you grow up in a musical household or did you take lessons as like a kid? Where gotcha. did your musical journey begin? Yeah. So my musical journey began in the church, which I'm sure, I'm sure have a lot of people been like starting the church for? for... Uh, at least a few people, yeah. Okay, yeah. On the spot. So yeah, I, um, I technically am not a musician. I'm a drummer. So, <laughs> like, I literally barely play what? keys. I barely play bass. Dude, I, I like, I'm not even kidding you. I literally, counts. this year, okay, yeah, yeah. But, like, this year, I learned what, like, a triad was and, like, the difference between, like, a major and minor chord. So, like, I'm, like, super, super okay. basic still. Um, but I've been playing drums for quite some time. And I don't want to say how long because I should definitely be way better than what I am. Uh, but it's been, it's been like literally like, oh God, man, uh, I don't know, 15 plus years, maybe longer. I think I started when I was like seven or eight. Oh God, I'm going to be 26. Yeah. So it's been a while, man. Um, 
Anyways, so yeah, so, so I started in the church uh, playing drums. My parents were, apparently, like, when I was, like, a baby, like, you know, my parents would, like, put on music and I would be, like, tapping, I don't know, my hand or my feet or whatever babies tap whenever, I don't know, doing baby things. But apparently, whatever it was, whatever I was doing was, like, to a rhythm. Um, my parents caught on, like, pretty early on that, like, you know, oh, this kid, like, has rhythm. Um, and as a little kid, like, some of my earliest memories were um, we had, near our fireplace, we had this, like, stack of like fire logs um which were just like pieces of wood that we would like burn every winter and for some reason yeah. i don't know why but like that was like my drum set and i would like literally grab pencils and like go p- like pretend to play the drums on those like logs and like constantly be just like breaking pencils and like pens in the house and stuff um and at some point my parents were like whoa like this kid's kind of weird i think we need to get him like drums to like see like you know what like what he's doing <laughs> So my parents bought me a drum set and I totally loved it. Um, I played, I mean, you know, I was a kid, so I wasn't like playing like all the time, but I um, got super involved. I naturally like had totally had an inkling and like, you know, I, my mind just thinks like rhythmically. So um, I picked it up pretty fast. Yeah. I got involved in the uh, playing drums for my dad. My dad was actually worship leader at the church we were going to at the time. Um, so like my very fir- few first performances were like with my dad and well, actually a lot of you know, the majority of my years of like my, my early years were with my dad. Um, and you know, he would lead worship and, and oftentimes I would be his drummer as like a little kid. Um, you know, and still I was able to like perform decent enough as like a, a young child to like back a band and everything. So, so that was how I got started. Um, I'm super grateful for getting involved in church, like even as a kid now and like you know, as a kid, like I hate waking up in the mornings. Like Sunday mornings were like the worst because I just like oh, me it was too. a weekend. I wanted to sleep. Like I don't want to go to church, yeah. mom. You know, but um, I'm super grateful for it because it definitely, you know, I mean that was the reason I still play drums today. You know, and then um, after that, my first band was a band with my two little sisters and my cousin. We were called Maximum Capacity. I was probably in like fifth grade, Ooh, which I was the oldest out of all of them. Yeah, we were like we were like literally little kids. Um, we were maximum capacity, and we like played two shows, which were both like just to like my parents and my cousin, like my aunt and uncle. Um, and we like like for his like birthday or whatever, like you know, we like played a show and whatever, you know, like I don't know, it was like we knew like two songs. We actually wrote one song. We wrote two songs. We had two originals as like little Ooh. kids. Um, and it's kind of weird, wow. dude. I literally, like, it's so funny. I literally remember the lyrics. And I don't remember the chords because I was a drummer. I, I never, like, you know, I don't play guitar or anything. Um, but I literally remember, like, the words that we had and, like, all this. It's like, you know, I can't even remember college, you know, a couple years ago. Yeah. Can you give us a taste of the words? You don't have to sing what, them. What you don't have to words? sing them. Just, like, oh, tell God. us a few lines. Or it, was, it was some, like, yeah. It was some, like. It was like, okay, imagine like the beginning of Zombies, right? Like the, um, the like guitar intro. Oh, is it Zombies? Some Cranberry song by the Cranberries. What's that? Zombie, sound. It is, it's called Zombies, right? Point is, it has this like eerie guitar intro. I'm like, so imagine. Imagine like those that guitar intro with like a really like crappy like fifth grader like playing like basic drums and it was something along the lines of like, um, hey, it said today that you must pay a a a um, 
what was it? We were make believe. It was all a dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you said you wouldn't do it, but you or else you blew it, or but you blew it or something like that. Um, but you blew it anyway. At least that's what he said or something like that. So like, dude, I mean, you know, wow, yeah. my like little kid was writing shit like that. Like, I'd be like, oh my God, like what's wrong with my children, you know? But yeah, dude, so that was, <laughs> that was like literally our first song. I don't remember our second song, sadly. Um, but yeah, so that was, uh, my, I guess, wow, that was actually technically my first experience as a songwriter. And yeah, that's that great. Time. I did not realize that. So um anyway so that was my like first band then I got in like I was in a few like really terrible short-lived bands quote-unquote bands in like junior high where like it was just me and like yeah. my friends like jamming and we like came up with a name and like never played any shows you know um I had a band in high school which we were god awful but like we played all the time so I grew up in Merced um California which is like this like pretty it's like this weird Central Valley town where like you know, nobody goes to college and like, I don't know, it's kind of like a weird, like typical, like low education. I don't know. People like, like most of my high school students, like, or most of my high school peers just like got married and had kids. And so like I went to college and that was like kind of weird, you know, like I was like the weird one. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so, so I grew up in like one of those, those small towns. Um, and at the time there was like this huge metal scene and my band was like the only non-metal band. So we played shows all the time, dude. We were like, like we were the tryhards. Um, and yeah, it was, it was such a blast, man. We were god awful and we played like a lot of like Blink-182, um, like Taking Back Sunday. Uh, it was it was quite, quite a blast, dude. And then, um, yeah, in college, I was in Robert's band, which was, um, this is Napoleon towards the end. Yeah. So that's kind of my, how I got started. You were being modest at the beginning. You're a great drummer. I mean, I've, I've seen oh, you play. I'm, dude, I'm, it's, it's funny, man. I'm literally getting worse as it, like time goes. So I, I'm, I'm coming out with a new song um, soon-ish. So you've already heard my song. So I, I did drums on that one. And like, it's super basic drums. And dude, I freaking trying to record this again, man. I hate recording. I don't know about you, but like recording is literally the most depressing thing for me. It's like, just a constant reminder that like you're a terrible musician you know like dude my timing is always <laughs> off like like trying to play these like chords like oh my god man it's 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 like literally it's hard just, yeah it is hard it's, it's surprising man and like i get into this thing where like this is what separates me from like the pros and like why i'll never be pro because like there's this time dude where like i'll be in my groove and then all of a sudden i'll just like get in my head and i'll be like don't mess up Andres and then like all of a sudden like my foot will stop working for like a beat and I'll like totally miss a kick or like something like that you know Mm -hmm. like it literally dude is such a I don't know for me it's just like such a battle with my mind um yeah Yeah. so so thanks I I definitely uh, I've been losing touch on my drums and I I really feel bad I definitely should be practicing a lot more but uh, I'm kind of trying to get into songwriting and so I picked up the bass picked up I'm starting to pick up keys a little bit um and it's fun man It's, it's really fun where are you living now, by the way? So I live in Seattle now. Oh, do you? Yeah. Seattle's rad. Yeah, well, it, well it's funny because I, I was just about to say, yeah, I have like two distinct memories of Seattle. I was literally there for like, like, I was there twice. Um, literally, accumulation was probably a total of like 24 hours. So you basically just like stayed the night there, got drunk, and then like moved on. Um, the first time was <laughs> with my housemates. 
and it was so bizarre, dude. We literally, so we we were staying at this like motel, um, pretty close to like downtown Space Needle area. This is is a Space Needle downtown. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So we were like staying like somewhere near there. We were probably like a mile and a half, two miles of walk. Um, and when we got there, we were like, it was pretty late, but we were like, oh, you know, let's go like get some food and then let's go out and drink and whatever. It was in the middle of winter. So it was like, you know, I think it was like early January probably. Um, and we go and we like leave our motel and we like go to like this, we like walked this one bar restaurant thing. Um, or maybe we got some food before. Anyways, point is we like go to this bar and like the bar, it was like 1130 ish PM. Um, and the bar was like not too pop in, but you know, it was expected just because it's like, you know, like a, it was like a Thursday in like the middle of January. Um, and like this guy, he like walks up to us and he was like, Oh, like, yo guys, like, you know, it's my birthday. And he was like, super like messed up, dude. He was like super (laughs) drunk. And we're like, Oh, you know, happy birthday, dude. And he's like, yeah, man, you know, just like another year alone. Oh yeah. And we're just like, Oh, Oh God. Yeah, dude. It got really sad really fast. And he was (laughs) like, Oh yeah. You know, like, like you guys, you know, you know, I'm, I'm turning like 35 today and we're like, you look so young, you know, like one of those were just like, Oh God, like what's going on? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, you know, like, let me just give you some, you know, life advice. Like, you know, when you're like jacking off and you're like about to orgasm and we were just like, I was just like, looked at my bros and we were just kind of like, um, sure. And he was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, dude, if you like, there's like this area behind your balls. And if you like pinch that really hard, you'll like orgasm in the last like five minutes and it's great, man. <laughs> and we were just like, oh, cool. And he was like, all right, see you guys. And like literally walked out and we were just like, oh my God. Okay, that was freaking weird. And like literally like, he was telling like, he said a few other things. And like next thing you know, it was midnight and the bar closed at midnight, which I thought was really weird. But it like closed. And so we yeah. were like, oh God. And so we were like drunkenly, because we like got really drunk really fast. And then like, we were like walking the streets and dude, we were like, it was so weird, man. I don't know how Seattle is for you, but like we literally were drunkenly stumbling in the middle of the street and we, I'm not even kidding you, we were out for probably two and a half to three hours and we saw one homeless person. We did not see a single soul. There was one taxi cab on the, like in the road. Other than that, dude, it was like a ghost town and it was so creepy because it was almost like, is there like an apocalypse or like something we don't know going on? And we were like, you know, being idiots and like, you know, running in the street and ha 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 walked to the Space Needle and nobody was there. Like, it was so bizarre, man. We did not encounter anybody. So I don't know if it's like a ghost town in winter, but... That is very bizarre and amazing in, in, a, in a funny yeah. way. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it was interesting, dude. So that's my Seattle, yeah, that's one of my Seattle experiences. That's a good... That's just <laughs> funny that that's how you, what you associate with the city yeah, of Seattle. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's just, like some... This, yeah. this one guy, this one strange experience. Yes. <laughs> My other experience in Seattle was uh, with Robert's band. We played a show there that was god awful. We played with this like super terrible band, yeah. and then, like this was like, like have you been on tour? Did you go on tour with Frisian at all? Did you guys do like a little thing? No, I've never done. So a tour. we technically haven't really done a tour either. It was like, like we call it a tour, but it was more like a glorified road trip where we like played shows along the way kind of to nobody you know so like but it was like like you know we had like a ton of shows yeah. and, and Seattle was like we all had like different breaking points because we were all like oh my god we're gonna go like you know get famous or like you know whatever we had this like optimism of like wow we're gonna go like travel and like play shows and it's gonna be so awesome and like a lot of it was just like really terrible shows to like nobody and like 
the other bands were jerks and like it was dude it's just like such a like funny time but looking back on it like i loved it and i like honestly yeah. cannot wait to tour again and like one of my goals is to like get to a point with vhs king to where like i'll have enough songs and can just like hop in my car and like take a year off of work and just like drive around the country and play little shows to nobody um but at the time like you know i had this like naivety of, yeah. like, oh wow like you know gonna like play music and go on tour and it was like such a like like such a buzzkill dude so so fond memories of seattle so i hope you like it i hope it's uh it's cool <laughs> yeah i i do like it it's nothing like what you're describing <laughs> okay. for me good 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 um Okay, so let's jump back to music. (laughs) You kind of gave us your story of, uh, (laughs) sure, we don't have to. We could talk about not music this whole podcast, even though it's a musical podcast. But I love a good good rant. I have many of those. Uh, I love to get on (laughs) tangents. So we got an idea of of your journey to now. Um, And, okay, so... What I really wanted to talk about with you was I saw your Instagram post today. You you shared your your Spotify wrapped for your artist page. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> which was awesome. You got a lot. I mean, 1.6 thousand streams. That's that is something. That's not nothing. Yeah. That's that's pretty amazing. Well, it's funny, you know, because you had you know, you have like you just had, you know, diners on here not too many episodes ago. Yeah. That dude just like actually doing music, so no, no, I definitely, uh, um, I'm honestly, dude, I'm honestly like super grateful for, for, uh, people who like listen to my song. Like I honestly never thought that like, like, I don't know, you know, and so yeah. I've, I don't know when, cause I posted that today. Um, I think it's been available for like a week or something. Um, but the Spotify like wrapped, like I, cause like on Spotify, I think I have like 20, like 22 or 2400 or t- yeah, yeah, like. I think I'm like above 2K streams. So I don't know when they like took the snapshot and like gave me all those stats. Yeah. Because they've definitely changed. Um, but yeah, man, it was definitely like. It's higher, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, not, you know, like, oh, I'm at 2K. Like, it's not like anything like amazing, but, um, but honestly, <laughs> man, it's like, you know, for me. No, that is amazing. Yeah, totally. Totally it is. Um, but yeah, dude, for me, like, you know, it's so interesting because like, you know, you have like actual like artists and like actual like musicians and stuff. And like for me, like, you know, music has kind of, it's always been there. And like, I've always wanted to like do my own music, but like as a drummer, I just kind of like sit in the back, like in everybody else's like shadows and just like stare at the like butts of like my other bandmates as they're like on the stage, you know, it's like, I've always just like sat in the back. Um, this is the first time I've yeah. like literally put my voice and like my, like, I don't know, you know, I've done anything more than just like tracking drums. Um, And it was a really cool experience, man. I like really, you know, this whole VHS King thing was like, you know, I wrote this song, I wrote prom song months and months and months ago. And like, I like literally just sat on it and I was like, I'm going to, you know, write a song and push it out. And like, I wrote the song and like, dude, it's been this whole, I don't know, you know, this, it may be like this for other people, but like, for me, it was like this whole mental battle and like, this whole journey of like literally overcoming like all my fears and like all my like, you know, uh, like, I don't know. I've never put anything that I've done out there before. So like, like I don't identify as a singer. I don't identify as like a key player. Like I've always been like the drummer in the background. So like, like literally dude, I've, I sat on this song for probably like nine months and like, I could have like 
put it out like way long ago. But like most of this journey of like putting this out was like me like working up the courage to like click submit, you know, and like click like like you know submit to Spotify and then just yeah. like run in my bed and like hide under my covers, you know, like it literally was like like dude, there was so much um I don't know, man, the self-sabotage was absolutely insane. And like my like lack of confidence and like, like just like, you know, the song is like almost not even, not even like what I achieved through that. Like so much of that, what I, like what I achieved is like literally like fighting myself and like, like me finally letting myself do something artistic. I don't know, man, it was such a bizarre journey, but like, you know, the fact that like more than 20 people listened to it, which would have been like my housemates and my my mom and my dad, like the fact that like more than 20 people listened to it, like truly blew my mind. The fact that like multiple countries and like, you know, I know like a lot of people are like, my stats are nothing compared to a lot of people you've had on this podcast, but like, seriously, man, like it was such a cool experience, like knowing that like people like took time out of their day to like listen to what I made, you know? So it was humbling, man. It was, it was really, yeah. a really cool thing. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm glad you uh, spoke on that a bit. That's kind of what I wanted to hear. I was, I saw your whole post and you mentioned, you know, in your post, a few of those things about self-sabotage and, and lack of confidence. And I think that's, you know, something, and you alluded to this in your post, that's something that a lot of artists feel yeah. and a lot of musicians have to overcome to put it out right. there. And I, I'm glad that you're sharing those feelings because I feel like that helps other people who are feeling the same way to be like, yeah, why don't I just put my stuff out there? Because right, why not? Right. And yeah, man. Oh, sorry, and, and you're comparing yourself to some other people, you know, saying your numbers are lower than some other guests and stuff, but your, your numbers are also way higher than some other people I've talked to. Right, right. You know, there are some people, I mean, it's, it's no joke. I mean, over 2000 streams, 59 countries, like that's right. amazing. It, you've, you've reached a lot so, of people. And, you know, I definitely shouldn't like, put the value of like my song in the streams you know like that's not it's kind of more so like you know oh like, absolutely not you know i don't know i mean it's so easy to do that you know the same thing as like oh you put out an instagram post and like how many likes does it get you know it's like you don't care about it but you kind of do yeah you know but, but yeah man it's definitely been you know such a, a really cool journey and like you know so much of it was the first go around like you know because prom song was like my first song that i did which you'll hear at the end of the podcast um and it was the first song I've ever written, recorded, and, like, sang on. And, like, just, like, my singing voice, dude. Just, like, the fact that, like, I had to put my voice out there. Like, that was, like, oh, my God, man. I can't even describe to you the mental torment of, like, like, it was literally, like, I had to just kind of, like, ignore, like, everything around me and every, like, all my instincts telling me not to do it and just, like, click submit. And then, like, once it was out, it was kind of, like, I was just waiting for... I don't know, man. I was waiting. Like, I was just so surprised that, like, like I'm alive still, you know? Like, my world didn't explode. Like, I don't know. It was so, so bizarre. And I honestly feel so foolish for, like, not doing this sooner because it was fun, man. You know, just the whole, you know, and, like, I'm, so I'm working on two songs right now. One of them you had a little sneak peek of. Um, another one has been, again, I'm, I'm kind of battling this, like, self-sabotage thing where I always get to the point where I'm going to write lyrics. I, like, develop the whole song, get to the point right where I'm going to write lyrics, and then I just, like, ghost my song for months and just like never go back to it and then I have to like I hit a point where I'm just like all right you know time to listen to it again I listen to it and I'm like oh this isn't that bad and then I have to like 
sit down. Writing lyrics is so hard for me, dude. It's like it doesn't come natural at all. And so, yeah, so it's, it's definitely like it's constantly just like battling yeah. myself. But um, but it's fun, man. It's just so like, you know, just like, I don't know. It's just such a fun thing to do to like. And it's so like, you know, such a personal experience where like, you know, like the track isn't like the best, but it's so me, you know, and it's so like, like, I don't know, my thoughts and my like emotions. And like, I think like, you know, I think a lot of people think like visually, but like for me, my mind just kind of works like audibly and like my, like just, you know, I don't know, like I definitely connect with music in like a kind of a weird way. And like this song was like totally just a snapshot of like, covid you know like it totally was just like a snapshot of like where i am right now and like like you know just all my like emotions of like oh i gotta get over yeah. this and you know gotta put it out but i don't want to put it out like it's, it totally is just like a classic like first song and like i did it <laughs> you know like it's so lame but like yeah no seriously man, i was super yeah. um it's fun and it's really addicting you know like I, I definitely um i'm having a lot of such a blast making this next song um and it's like yeah, man, it's just fun. It's just so fun, you know. Absolutely, I'm excited to hear it. Yeah, thanks, dude. I think you're uh, you're making some cool stuff, and and I'm excited to see where you go with it. Yeah, thanks. And I'm glad that you've shared all these feelings. I've I've experienced the same feelings, honestly. I was never I was a bass player, and bass players and drummers can relate. I think in that it's a background right, uh, position right, right. in a band usually. Um. I mean, I did like a little bit of singing in Frisian, but it was never really my thing. Right. And and I felt the same way when I put out my own music. Was like, I'm not a singer. I'm not a guitar player. I'm not a drummer. Right. 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 <laughs> but that doesn't mean you can't like make something and put it out right. there. And that's kind of what your whole point is, which is which is yeah. awesome. So how was how was your experience putting out putting out stuff? Was it like as dramatic as I'm making like like my experience was or was it like you know like super easy or was it fun or was it like like what, what was what was your whole songwriting experience like oh man uh it was so it wasn't dramatic you had a lot of tracks right how, how many how many tracks did you have you had a ton. yeah it was a lot yeah. of tracks so it was it was 13 damn dude good for you man that's awesome uh that was gonna be my main point is at some point it, it was like uh junior year at UCSB for me, uh, Frisian was was underway, but we were never really very prolific. We didn't play all that much or record all that much. Um, but Aiden Danzi, who was my main partner in crime in the mm-hmm. band, he went abroad for a semester, junior year, and and so I had some extra time, and so I came up with the idea that I would just write some songs and make an album of my own just to see if I could, you know, it's kind of like a bucket right. list thing. It's like, right. can I write an album, you know, like a cohesive long right. form piece of music? Um, so it started off as just that. And like the music part of it came easily. I'd been, I mean, I've been writing little songs that I've not shared with people since middle school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I put down the music and I, I had a lot of ideas just in the bank that I had had for a long time that I turned into songs. Right. Okay. Um, and I got like, like you said, I, I put out the, I got all the music together and I, I recorded the track minus, minus lyrics and vocals, like just the musical part of it. What only took me about a year to put down, you know, whatever it was, 12, 13 okay. tracks. Right. Right. 
And and then I just hit a wall because I was like, yeah. I'm not a lyricist, I'm not a singer. Right. And and putting together the last bit of it, writing lyrics and, and recording vocals took me like three years. Like mm-hmm. it was such a struggle. Damn. Because I mean, I had ideas of what I wanted to say. Lyrics, lyrics, you know, writing lyrics wasn't as hard as recording vocals. I was never a singer, so recording vocals was really the hardest part. It was like, can I, I have ideas I want to write about, but can I write words that sound good when I sing them? And can I sing them in a way that doesn't suck? Right, Uh, right. But I knew that I wanted to do it all on my own. That was the biggest thing. It was like an experiment in, can I do this? I feel you, yeah, Uh, totally. Which I think, yeah, drives a lot of people to do a lot of things. It's just like, can I do this? Can I push myself to do this hard thing to do? Right. Um, so my experience at the feelings were similar. And when I got to the end of it, oh, well, it was such a long journey that when I finished it, I was not afraid to put it out because I spent so much time on it that I was like, I got to just put it out. Right. Um, because it was so much invested, so much time invested. <laughs> yeah, the scariest part. <laughs> and that literally the scariest part was actually kind of in the middle because I never thought it would take that long. I mean, from from beginning to the end, yeah, it was like three or four years uh, process. And somewhere in the middle, I realized like, oh, shit, this is way harder than I thought it was going to be to do. Right. And I had put so much into it already that I was afraid I would never finish. I was like, what if I can't finish, you know? Right. Totally. Totally, man. And that was that was probably my most insecure moment. Huh. Um, but I just kept just kept grinding forward just tried to come up with new ideas and make it make something that sounded good to me right right and if it sounded good to me then i moved forward and eventually got to the end and i was like all right just put it out i was like (laughs) at that point i was like i was like i put so much effort in i gotta just put it out yeah well congrats man i mean dude 13 songs is a fuck time man i've literally like I would say of the songs I've written, I, I, like I would say I probably have written three songs, one of which is already out, and then the other two I'm like working on. Dude, thirteen is a ton, man. So good, yeah. good for you for for doing that and for overcoming yourself and and stripping down those vocals, dude. Because it's it's definitely like a super cool sounding album, man. Like the LCD sound system Thank vibes you. are so strong. It was, it was, it's funny because like I really admire you and Aiden for that. Like for those again going back to IV and like for the people who like yeah. don't know like. I mean, with any like, you know, indie rock scene, like there's a lot of like, like every show we'd go to had like some sort of like Say It Ain't So cover or like, you know, I don't know. It was just like, like typical, I don't know, it, you know, it was, it was hard to find like people who, cause I'm, I've kind of always been on like this weird, like island of music as well, where I like something about me, like I, I subconsciously try so hard to be hipster and like, like, I just can't help it. You know, it's just like, I just actively like reject pop culture. I don't know why, but like I do, you know? And so it's like a lot of like bands did like, you know, Arctic Monkeys covers and like, you know, like stuff like that. And like, like I was just always, always admired Like there's so much music out there, man. And like a lot of it like is so good and doesn't get enough time. And I was so stoked to see that like you guys were like LCD sound system Ask. you know like that was like such a different experience and i haven't been in yes. like a local scene that had that which totally was like super cool so yeah man. thank you man that means a lot yeah, dude yeah that's 
how we felt. We were listening to that stuff and <laughs> and obsessing over right. it and thinking like there's this doesn't exist like out in the scene right, right now where right. we're at. Um and I had been, you know, I had been in bands before in like high mm-hmm. school where it was like, yeah, covering Arctic monkeys and which is kind cool. of the classic for people who are doing that. That's cool. uh, rock vibe, which is cool. Yeah. No, had a lot right. of fun doing it. Um, but kind of the expected right, right, vibes, right. um, being an IV and being in, Oh, such a good scene for music. So many good bands. Um, yeah. That man, everybody yeah. who is there knows. Totally. And, and I'm not, and I would never, uh, and not to talk down on any of them at all, but it was like, like you said, there was a lot of kind of similarities between a lot of the bands there. Right. Right. And just like the jam band kind of garage rock kind of vibe right and we were just like well shit let's try something else even if it doesn't sound good like we're gonna try and we're gonna we're gonna try to do something different totally and that's yeah that's what we went for that's what i still go for and i know aiden yeah, man, me too. Still putting out uh, the Judd Single Project. I don't know if you listen yeah. to his music at I do, all, but... I do, man. I listen, I listen to his stuff. I listen to, yeah, his his few EPs that he's put out. I listen to his latest one, the um, Forgetting All My Passwords. Is that what it's called? Is it, is it called Forgetting All My Passwords? Forgetting All My Passwords Should really write them all down The maximizing never lost its ring Our favorite sounds were found Yeah. Okay, that, that's yeah. what he named the yeah. yeah. I listened to his sauna session. I'm probably his biggest fan, Aiden. Yeah, the sauna session. So you better send me some whoa, free merch, whoa. dude. Send that's me, me some free. Oh, that's is it? Me. <laughs> I'll fight you. Well, oh god. I'll fight yeah, you over it. <laughs> well, anyways, no. just send both Andrew and I some free merch. So I'll leave it at that. Yes, I agree with that. <laughs> We're on the same page there. Is, yeah. Well, he doesn't even have merch, so it doesn't matter. Well, he better get on it, because I want some free stuff. <laughs> Yeah. We gotta. I gotta. I gotta help him out with that. I'm gonna get him some merch. Nice, nice. Well, okay. So we've touched on it a little bit, but I have to ask explicitly. Mm-hmm. The question of the podcast is oh, always God. why it. Okay, here we go. Let's let's create some dramatic some dramatic pauses. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Why do you make music? What's the point of making music? Ooh, man. That's a great question, dude. Um, why do I make music? Um, well, you know, I, I think it's kind of weird, too, because I started in quarantine. Um, you know, I've always kind of, like, jammed to myself, but, like, like, really kind of recording because of quarantine. And I think it's kind of just my sanity, man. You know, I think it's, like, like I'm, I'm... I'm kind of a weird dude and I like really, really like enjoy like deep periods of isolation. Um, like for me when I, uh, uh, oftentimes I'll do like solo trips to other countries for like a month or two at a time. Um, that's just kind of like how cool. I like, yeah, well it's kind of unhealthy though. Cause I like get like overwhelmed in like the state and then I'm like about to break down and then I like leave the country for like a month and then I like, I don't know, find myself or like whatever. And then I like come back and I'm like, like fine you know like i don't know it's it's definitely it's it's a weird a weird thing and it's not sustainable at all um but it's kind of like who i am right Mm -hmm. now 
And with quarantine, you know, you can't travel, you can't leave your room. Like staying in my room, literally, man, was so hard for me. Like I actively, I don't, I don't know why, but like I actively like try my best to not be in my room. Um, which, you know, and a lot of times it's like, go to shows, go to bars, you know, hang out with friends, get dinner. And like, like just being in my room was, took me like literally months to like get used to it. Um, and yeah, man, I think like music is, is kind of just like, it's kind of just that friend that gets you, you know, it's kind of just like that, like that, like it's always there for you kind of a thing. And like, I definitely neglect it. And like, you know, I don't like practice enough or like do my scales or you know my paradiddles and whatever but it's like it's kind of always there man and it's it's something I can't really help you know like I naturally just like you know some people watch Netflix some people draw like some people just do things and it's kind of just like I don't know it's just kind of who I am you know um (laughs) you know so I definitely you know music is I, I don't you know, I don't, I don't know why I make music other than like, I feel like it's, I don't know. I I don't intentionally do it, but it's just kind of like what it, like how, I don't know. It's just how I process things, you know? Um, yeah. So I guess all that to say, I guess it's kind of just like an emotional process of like, like, you know, I'm, I'm really bad at like thinking through things and like, you know, I'm, I'm sure you, your audience could probably tell, like, I'm, I'm a pretty kind of like weird, philosophical, deep, emotional, spiritual ass kind of dude. And like, you know, like I, I just spend a lot of time in my mind and like, I don't really know how to process thoughts or emotions or like feelings. And like, I just kind of process it through like making music, you know? So yeah. So <laughs> did that answer your question at all? <laughs> Oh, beautifully. That was that was perfect. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you are a good host. Oh, thank you. There's no <laughs> wrong answers. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the whole the whole exploration of this topic for me is yeah. just like getting to know why people do what they do musically, especially, mm-hmm. so that you can kind of if you listen to a person's music I feel like if you know why they made it or like what it's all about, then you'll really like appreciate it in a different way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's, yeah, that's the whole concept of the show is like you listen to some music, you get to know the person and why they do what they do. And then, and then you hear some more music and you're like, Oh shit, I'm hearing this differently now. Right. Right. So there's no, no wrong answers. And I love your answers. Those, that whole explanation was was perfect and i relate to it do you nice it is i felt like if we talked more man we probably would have been good friends in college if we actually like absolutely we would have been buds we've been buds we we will be buds we're still we'll be buds we are buds (laughs) nice we're buds now we've made it happen exactly (laughs) there's no going back so what's next for for vhs king is it wow wait do you hear that? Yeah, dude. A big kind of rev engine sound. Nice. Yeah. It was really nice, actually. Was it? That, that could be like a sound bite. It could be a sound bite. Like you could use it as like a transition between topics. It could be like vroom, and then you're like talking about the next yeah. subject, you know, during your editing. That, and that's that's exactly what I was trying to do. So it's perfect. So I nice. I was trying to transition to like, what are you? What do you, I know you're working on some new stuff. We're going to hear 
We're going to hear a piece of the next song. Where do you see this thing going? Are you just trying to keep doing it because it makes you feel good and it and it helps you personally? Do you hope that you get famous doing it? Do you hope that you can make money doing it? Do you hope that it is just continues to be an outlet for you? What's the future of VHS King? That is a great question, and I have no idea. Um, I think you know that's okay right now it's just a it's just a late night bedroom project you know kind of a thing where you know i'm up till 2 a.m and just you know can't sleep so let's do some music um like i said before it's addicting man like literally you know just working on this like it's, it's interesting because you know my favorite part about this whole thing is just kind of like not really knowing the potential but like trying to find it you know and it's like you know, for me, yeah. the most difficult part is being a drummer. Rhythm stuff is totally fine. You know, I have no problem throwing down bass and throwing down, you know, drum tracks. Um, which is funny because on my on prom song, I didn't even use drums. I used a, a drum machine. Um, you know, but like for me, like yeah. finding a chord progression is like one of the hardest parts. You know, like literally like, you know, one, four, five, like all that like basic stuff that I'm like still barely learning. Like a lot of that is... Um, you know, it's funny because with prom song, I just was like messing around on the keys and just came across that progression and just played it over and over again. And like, it just kind of took on a, its own form. Um, with this song that you just heard, um, that one was like literally just me like playing different chords, trying to find something. I came up with like three chords. Which I was like, oh God, you know, like this is kind of onto something, you know, let me mess with it a little bit more. Um, and I just like workshopping it, man. And just like literally not knowing anything. And it's like, you know, having like a ball of clay and just like kind of playing with it. And then all of a sudden you like kind of envision something and then you're like, oh shoot, dude, that's it. You know, like, let me go for it. Um, so I kind of, you yeah. know, this is kind of just like, like start at my weakness and just find something until I hear something that's cool. And then like, it kind of just takes a life of its own. And, and I'm definitely still finding my voice as an artist, you know? So like the first song or prom song was like super eighties. Um, this one, the one that you just heard that I, I am going to come out with hopefully sometime early next year or not hopefully, we'll be coming out with it sometime early next year. Um, it's definitely a lot more like funky indie vibes, like lo-fi, uh, okay. uh, surf rock kind of. You, you'll, you'll hear it and you'll be like, oh, yeah, like I totally understand what he's going for. I I, I don't know genres at all. Genres are like changing every day. So, um, but yeah, but, you know, it's definitely yeah. like I'm, I'm finding my voice and it's like it's really cool, like, you know, taking certain influences and just seeing how different – things do and like once I started writing music like I just listen to all music differently now you know and it's like I randomly I don't even know how it happened but like somehow I like was on the computer and like YouTube was like running music and I like walked away and then like it just kind of went on this own little trail on its own and I like came back to my computer and it was like this weird like Japanese 80s jazz stuff and like like literally man Ooh. like I just I almost yeah I mean it was so cool and I like literally just found so much inspiration in that and like it was so like I'm just so I'm just a sponge right now, you know. Like I'm literally just absorbing everything. Like I'll see like um, it's funny because like one of my major influences in music is like really tacky '80s uh, like like demonstration videos or like like because like in, within learning to mix, I was like, oh, I need to learn to mix, and of course I went to YouTube and like I like found some of the pro across this video that was like how to mix, and it was like very like VHS type like style and like the like little jingles that they have in between the songs are so inspiring to me man you know like it's like literally like i'm not even listening to yeah. music anymore and it's like i'm really inspired by photography like i'm really inspired by like uh film and like experiences so 
Um, so I don't really know what the future is, man. You know, I think I definitely tapped into a major hobby and I'm just starting to uncover like what that is. Um, like everyone, I have no, well, not like everyone, but like, you know, I have no intent to like try to be famous, but like if it happened, like, you know, sure, I'll go along with it. I don't think I have that skill. Definitely not yet. You know, I'm, I'm still, I'm still learning and, and finding who I am. Um, that's definitely not my end goal, but I think like, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's funny cause I was, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I feel like my, like my, one of the, like my goals as an artist is to like have some kid walk through like Amoeba records and like look through like, you know, like the old cassette tapes that are like 25 cents and be like, Oh, VHS King. I wonder what this is. Let me listen to it. And like buys it, puts it in his like tape recorder and like, listens and he's like, eh, that was kind of cool. And just like leaves it on his shelf for like the rest of his life, you know, like, like that is like my ultimate <laughs> dream of like, I hope one day like somebody will discover me and like not really care, but like it's part of the collection, you know, like, like that's kind of, I don't know. That's like yeah. the best scenario for me, you know, like I, I really, I'm having so much fun, dude. And it's like finding my voice is so cool, dude. It's such a cool experience and like journey to like, like carve out who I want to be. It's almost like when you go to college and you like, it's all new friends and you're like, wow, I could be whoever I want to be. And like, nobody knows, you know, like it's kind of like that experience where like, yeah, I could be whatever sound I want to be, you know? And it's like trying to find that is like so cool and so fun. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't know what the future has. Like, you know, I have, I have two songs down the pike that I think are, you know, I, I love all my songs, but I think like I'm, I'm only learning how to identify with myself more through music um so i'm pretty excited for these songs you know I'm, I'm excited for what's coming up i think like my dream is to like have a get like a you know 10 bands and just like go play like a tiny little acoustic show in joshua tree with like you know all all like all the band members and like their girlfriends you know or whatever like that's like like dude if i could just like play a little set with some friends and like around a fire pit and like sing some songs like dude that's all you know that would be like my dream. So, so I have pretty low dreams because <laughs> you can't tell. No, I mean, that's pretty, great. Yeah. yeah dude. That sounds, that sounds perfect. Count me in. I'd like to, I'd like yeah, to man, that'd be, that'd be a blast. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll have to, uh, drive somewhere between us. It's probably like what, like 16 hours between us. What do you think it is? Oh, I could tell you because I, oh. I drove here when I moved here, uh, from, from, Orange oh, County. I drove yeah. to Seattle. Uh, it, yeah, it was like um, it was like eighteen hours total. Eighteen oh, wow, from okay, yeah. yeah, and you're in LA, so it's like seventeen hours then. From, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Wow, look at that! I'm just so so well traveled. Look at me. You're you're great. You're perfect. Okay. Um, <laughs> also, I know somebody who makes uh, who will make a cassette tape for you if you want. Really? I, I've got a friend, Max from the Haunts. Who who produces cassette tapes? So, is he the one who did? So Max, uh, he's from UCSB. He he was in this. He was in yeah. Sundays. Sundays. Uh, he's in the haunts now. Uh, really cool guy. He was he's been on this pod a couple times right, uh, right. by himself and with his band. And and he um, he makes cassettes. Nice. Is he the one who made Robert's cassette? I know. I know Robert had like. Handful. Yes, I, I don't know why I'm asking. Yeah, you. I think oh, he okay. did. Oh, okay, cool, cool. No, That's I'm pretty he... sure he did. Yeah, 
It's funny because I actually bought one of those cassettes off Robert and he sent it to me and I think I'm actually playing drums on it. I think I actually, I'm, I'm really ashamed that I don't know this and Robert <laughs> will, will yell at me, but I think I, because I'm, so I'm looking at it right now. I think I played on like half of these songs, but I'm not really too sure. But anyways. That's kind of hilarious. You don't even know <laughs> if you're on a song. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think I am because this is for Spurts. This is for his uh, his new uh, which you yeah. interviewed. Oh God, what like that was like episode two or episode three or something like that. Yeah, I was Here early. On. That was a long. That yeah. was a while ago. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll definitely hit up uh, Max when I have my uh, my my tracks ready. Yeah. I would like to ask you some some quick questions now. Some, Let's do some it. Fast paced. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite '80s song? My favorite 80s song, I'll probably go with um, Sledgehammer. Oh, yeah, dude. I love Sledgehammer. It's off a so, yeah. Dude, that song is just fun, man. It's so, yeah. Dude, it's just like, yeah. I don't know. It's a blast, man. There's a cover of that song you can hear on YouTube by uh, Harry Styles that I really like. And I've uh, really you know. Yeah, and it got me to like Harry Styles a lot more cuz I was like, oh yeah. shit. He really he, he plays it on um it's like on uh, Howard Stern's uh show, mm-hmm. Sirius XM show or whatever. He so he does a cover okay. of Sledgehammer and it's fantastic. It's really good and it made me oh, respect wow. Harry Styles more. That is actually pretty cool. Yeah, dude. What do you enjoy doing besides music? Ooh, what do I enjoy doing besides music? Um... That's a good question, dude. I what do I do? What do I do? I like to water my plants. As sad as it is, I actually get a lot of satisfaction um, taking care of my plants that I have. Um, I like to drink. Oh, oh! I currently like to spend money. I'm going through like a like a <laughs> like a retail therapy <laughs> phase, so. Um, that's probably my biggest hobby right now. Um, I've purchased quite a bit over COVID and I'm kind of embarrassed, but I'm really going through like a vinyl record phase right now. I kind of like didn't have that all like in college when you're supposed to have it. Cause I was like way too poor to afford like food, let alone vinyl. So I'm yeah. right now I'm really into, uh, buying like funk, like records from like the 70s so nice. kind of this weird like music exploration phase that i'm going through like there's a lot of cool stuff that you can only find and then oh god i'm gonna punch myself in the face but there's a lot of cool stuff that like isn't on the internet dude you know like there's a lot of like really good songs that you would never just like stumble upon because like the youtube algorithm just kind of have their own you know like they always recommend certain songs so there's a lot of like deep cuts that aren't even deep cuts but i just haven't been exposed to it um that are pretty cool man so I've been I've been really really enjoying like music exploration um, and like just like well I guess it's still music so uh, 
I apologize. No, I mean that. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> buying, buying stuff. I but like definitely. Buying too. Yeah, it's something <laughs> besides making music and like working on right. music. So right, that, that right. counts. That counts. I gotcha. like it. I love I love your answer of just buying stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will say uh, one of the things that I have uh, I would say it's a hobby that I'm I'm kind of doing um, is uh, I bought a VHS camera. Which is very fitting. Oh, look at you! King, um, but dude, this thing is a freaking dinosaur, man. It like you like turn it on and it's like, you know, like you like hear the noise and everything, and like it has like a little attached mic, and it's so like, dude, I just feel it's like a flashback to like you know the '90s when before it was like you know when I was like one that I don't even remember this flashback, but it's like super cool, dude. It's like I don't know, it's just like such a fun. It just like kind of makes you see the world differently, you know. It's like like the aspect ratio is like three four, which is like or four three, which is like um, like the old TVs. Do you know about aspect ratios at yeah, all? Yeah, like the kind of yeah, yeah. I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like the, like the like aspect ratio, just like I just feel like I'm like in a little time machine, you know, every time I record. So so it's fun, dude. I've been uh, recording mainly just drunken nights. The only time I really remember to pull it out is when I'm drunk. And so there's a lot of like footage that like. I already need to burn because I can never have my kids see this stuff, you know? But yeah, but it's fun, dude. Those are the things you need to show your kids. <laughs> Honestly, man, like I <laughs> constantly think about my legacy, but not like, you know, how am I going to change the world? More so like, oh God, what are my kids going to think about me? And like, I'm genuinely yeah. super excited. And like part of the reason why like I feel like I am writing music is because like I want to like have my kids be like, come to me one day and just be like you know like like a 17 year old like my 17 year old like child just be like dad like what is vhs king and i'm like holy shit like i totally forgot that's right and you know i'm just like like, discover my old like i'm not that i'll ever forget about it i'll probably remember but like just like the day that like my kids like find this podcast you know like just the fact that it'll be on the internet forever and if they like dig deep like they'll like find this podcast and like listen to like their like 25 year old dad just like make a fool of himself and like cuss you know like i don't know dude i, I constantly think about that which is kind of weird um but yeah i think it's i think it's a no interesting. it's funny and i want to i want to like great embarrass my kids as much as i can already you know and just like like make sure that like you know make sure they uh they i do my fatherly my fatherly duty in embarrassing them so hell yeah I feel the same way, and I think that's something that gets brought up a lot on this show is that making music in a way, making your own recordings of your songs is immortalizing yourself. Totally. And it is totally. something you can leave behind. You're, you're capturing a moment in your life, and, and you're putting yourself into it. So, and totally. you're expressing some sort of feeling or thoughts that you had in that moment. So one day, even now, obviously everyone who listens to it now experiences it, but it will be forever captured. So right, right. I'm a, I, I agree with you, and I, I think about that a lot too. It's, it's a big reason why. Are you just saying that? No, I'm not. I Remember, I no, I hate you. I wouldn't agree with you for no reason. Oh. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> <laughs> no, I love you. We're good. We're good. We're best friends now. Um, but I, you remember I said when I was making my album, I got really anxious about halfway through that I wouldn't finish right. 
like it was harder than I thought it would be. And so a big part of that anxiety was that I wanted people to hear this part of me and like be able to reference it later. Like I wanted, like for me, it's kind of funny. I always thought like, I got a little anxious, like, what if I died randomly? What if I was, like, in an accident and I didn't finish this album? Oh, no. I'd be really upset because I was, like, I'm putting myself into this album and I want people to, you know, be able to go. If I died, I wish my album was out so that they could reference it and know how I was feeling and stuff, you know. And it's the same kind of thing with, like, wanting your kids to hear it. You're, like, I want them to know what I was feeling at this moment. Right. And that I am a human too and we're all humans together and we're figuring this shit out. Yeah, you know, and and just like kind of riffing off off that, um, my last Christmas when I was like just getting into vinyls, uh, my parents gave me their old vinyl record collection. Um, Oh, hell yeah. And yeah, dude, and it was just like, like, I don't know, man, I think it's so cool. And this is like pretty weird, but like I just thought it was so cool that like I was literally touching the same like piece of plastic that like my high school dad touched, you know? Like, that just, I don't know, I thought that was, like, a super cool concept and just, like, you know, just the fact that, like, my kids will, I mean, you know, they'll stumble across our, like, Instagram and our Facebook and stuff, which will, you know, got to hide some stuff when that happens. But it's like, <laughs> really cool, I like, concept of, like, you know, you know, almost yeah. like, looking for, like, old family footage tape, you know, and just, like, I don't know, kind of giving, giving my kids a little bit more to, to know me, you know? So, anywho, that's that. Yeah. Well, we've been going a while. Yeah, we have. I know. We'll probably uh we'll probably wrap it up pretty soon here. Do you have anything on your list of like things you wanted to say or or add that you I haven't do. said yet? I um okay, well first of all, I finally remember that song. As we were talking, it literally just came to me. Oh, let's hear it. Um so the song is that I think is this was one of my favorite songs from 1984. Um Knowing You from Today by Sideway Look. Super cool song, only available on YouTube. Yeah, dude, it's like, it's super cool. Definitely check it out. Um, I just found it and it's like a gem and I've been bopping it constantly. Anyways, so back to, um, I have a list of questions here for you. Um, Super simple questions, but just to, you know, for me to get to know you a little bit better. Um, Question number one is, would you Venmo me $10 right now, live on air? I would. (laughs) Wow. Okay. uh Uh-huh. But (laughs) I'm capable of doing it and I'd be willing to do it in certain circumstances. Gotcha. Cool. I'd want to know why. I'd want to know why. Just curious. I was was curious. But I totally would. I wouldn't be against it. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Glad we got that out of the way. Okay, so. uh, It just, see, it just creates, to be honest, it creates some concern. It makes me think that you're like desperate no, and no, 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 you need no. to buy drugs or something. This was merely a social experiment for me to uh, see if you would, if I could trick you into Venmoing me $10 in front of all your fans. Now all your fans are going to hear this and be like, oh, he didn't Venmo him. What would I do? And then hopefully that sends them down an existential crisis of like, wow, what would I do? You know? 
and then hopefully they'll Venmo me ten dollars to <laughs> to support this show. Moral of the story: Venmo Andrew Schultz ten bucks to support the show. <laughs> nice, dude. Nice. I love that. Okay, so question number two. Um, so do you know you know those like little like you don't need to go to like the arcade and they have that like claw hand thing like if you're like oh let me try and win this like candy or this like you know inflatable ball or something and they like yeah. drops okay so would yes. you rather have instead of arms have two of those or would you rather have a <laughs> computer monitor for a head okay so either i have a, a computer for a head like a, like computer, a computer monitor, monitor. Like just the monitor yeah or i have claws <laughs> for arms like yeah yeah and they, they could like you know like, just like the same in like the arcade they could like go down and like grab stuff yeah, and yeah. Then, like come back up but you can't you can't do anything more than that the computer monitor i'm concerned with how that affects my brain like do i solve a, a human brain or you're am it, i it, i mean yeah you could have whatever it could be whatever you want your brain could be a micro trip or it could be like in your chest or something so all, all that all that matters is that you know you don't have like a round skull you have like a flat you know gotcha 23 inch you know monitor so you can display whatever you want you have, you have internet access yeah, like, yeah. Display, like you know a fire or like you know music or you know whatever you want but I'm am gonna have to go with uh, claw the claw arms because nice. and I'll tell you why I'll tell you why because <laughs> <Let me know. laughs> I feel like yeah my concern with the computer monitor for a head is that I'm not really me anymore like I feel like I might lose my essence there um, if I don't have my brain and my face. As True. as humans, we we identify with our faces and our brains, and True. this our we feel our even though we're not even though we are a whole body, we relate to like our head, you know, like we mm-hmm. see ourselves from behind our eyes, Damn. and even though that's not really true, like we are a whole body, <laughs> like I feel like I'll right, lose right, that right. sense of myself without without a head. Wow, and so. I'm gonna go with the claw arms. Wow, man, that was that was pretty profound, dude. I was expecting like a oh, I don't know, but you you really thought that one out. I'm I'm I applaud you. That was a thanks. Good, Thank good. you. Okay, um, my last question is: What is cinnamon? Like, uh, cinnamon is yeah. <laughs> like, what is it? It's a spice. It's a spice. no, no. I mean, okay, like I know it's a spike, but like a spice, but like why does it come in sticks? Like. Are there cinnamon trees or, you know, that's a, what is a good question? I, I assume that there's some sort of plant. I'm not an expert. I don't know the right answer. Mm -hmm. I assume there's a plant and maybe it's a tree. Maybe it's a bush, maybe some variation of either. Yeah. Cause Um, it almost looks like bark, you know, like tree bark. It does look like bark a little bit. Yeah. Um, that's a great question. I can't believe I've never thought about it before. Um, so important. Yeah. Over Thanksgiving, I made some more chat that you like ground wow. like, cinnamon sticks. Yeah. And like as I was grinding the cinnamon That's sticks, awesome. I was like, you know, like if it's a, you know, why do they call it a stick if it looks like bark? But also like I've never heard of like cinnamon trees or cinnamon plants, you know, and like 
Like, what, what is, like, why does cinnamon come in a stick, you know? These are yeah. the things I think about. It's a good question. Yeah. You know, um, and I think you should never, never look this up. You should never really look it <laughs> no. up. Just keep pondering it. Yeah, no, definitely. And keep, <laughs> keep asking people uh, who don't know and just right, see right. what people uh, bring out. I, I have no idea. I like, it does look like bark. I'll agree with that. Um, at this point, I'm mainly just, I want to try your horchata because I love horchata. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, when I come up to Seattle, whenever that is, um, I will gladly make you a whole picture. Soon? Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll totally make you a whole picture, dude. I'm, I'm going to hold you to that. Oh, for sure. I'm going to hold you to that. Please do. <laughs> nice. Well, I can't think of a better uh, spot to, to end this on. Yeah, man. Yeah, that. I think that was a... Uh... I think that was pretty good. That was that was that was perfect. So, uh, house cleaning. Last couple things I have to say slash ask. I always ask for the guests to recommend another future guest. So, if you have anybody who you know who makes music or who is musically creative, who would be a good guest for a future show that you could recommend, that would be cool. If not, that's okay. Totally. I'll, I'll actually recommend two people. Um, the first one is Perfect. my housemate. Uh, his name is Shane Sato, and he releases music under Shane Sato. Um, I could totally send you his Instagram and stuff after, but he has been, uh, like, I basically, like, go to him and, like, Shane, how do, like, what's a minor chord? And he, like, explains everything to me. And he's, like, he's, his music knowledge is so good. He does, like, um, he released an EP back in October or September. I think it was September. Um, and it's, he does like instrumental jazz fusion kind of stuff. So, um, pretty good. He has cool. tons of success on Spotify, man. So it's been, it's been really cool seeing like him release stuff and his journey. And like, it's cool that we're in the same house. And like, I feel like his little brother where like he does something and like, does it like successfully. And then I do something and like, like don't do it as successfully, you know? So like, it's, it's been pretty cool. He's been like a huge motivator and like, like it's constantly just like asking me like, like, dude, you know, where's the song? Why haven't you put this out? And like, he's like definitely yeah me through some of those times where i'm like fuck like you know where i'm just like sitting and like listening to my song but i don't want to write lyrics but whatever and i'm just like god okay like i gotta write mm. this shit because shane's gonna yell at me and so um yeah man so he's he's he definitely helped me out a ton in uh, my musical journey and so uh he's the first one i'd recommend um the second one i'll recommend is a guy named james Garcia. he releases stuff under flavor of the week that's his, his band name um, he has a surprise guest appearance. He's doing a little uh, solo on my song that you guys heard, the one that, that I played at the beginning. Um, yeah, he has a little solo. I won't tell you what instrument it is, but it's sexy. And uh, he also just released a album, oh God, in October? What month are we in? We're, we're in December, right? So we're it was, in December now. He released it in November, late October, early November. Yeah, so point is his album is like super kick ass too. Um, he's helping me out. He's hopping on my song, and, and so yeah, I'll definitely recommend him. Uh, James Garcia, Flavor of the Week, um, and check them out. They're they're both cool. Support them. They're they're cool dudes. Both super cool dudes. Hell yeah! I look forward to talking with them hopefully soon. Yeah, man. Yeah. Where is the best place for people to follow you on social media? Ooh. Um, I pretty much only have Instagram and I hardly have an Instagram. I like rarely use it other than like random posts. Um, 
my yeah, I would say Instagram. I think I think I'm oh god, what is my handle? I think it's I think it's VHS underscore underscore king. I, th- I think that's what it is. Um, yeah, but I really right. the, the I know I'll never be like successful because I just can't do social media, man. I really like I don't have the energy and like you know posting like once a month is like kind of difficult for me. Like it takes a lot of energy, so. Yeah, but yeah, feel free to follow me there. Shoot, shoot me a message and be like, "Hey, man, you know, I really, you really got me thinking about cinnamon, and like, I really don't understand what cinnamon <laughs> is, and we can go through life together, just on the hunt to try and figure out what is cinnamon and why is it a stick." I I'm on this journey with you now too. <laughs> I I and I'm I refuse to look it up. I'm gonna keep I know, asking I know, people to right? find out. <laughs> the first person That's to know perfect. that like knows it will definitely be their keeper their keeper life-changing <laughs> well uh people can find you on spotify at vhs king yes go yeah, look them up I, there's yeah. a a new song coming soon hopefully yes and uh there's gonna be some cassettes for sale soon too if he yeah. uh if Andres here gets his shit together and makes it happen no. with Max. <laughs> oh God, so much pressure. But yes, Max, if you listen to this, I will be hitting you up in three months to eight years. Sometime, sometime between that that span. That's a great. That's a great window. <laughs> that's a good, yeah, reasonable yeah. goal to reach right. for. I like it. <laughs> nice. All right, Andres, keep making cool shit. It's been Thanks, a pleasure. Man. Thanks for being a guest on the show. Thanks for having me. This is this is awesome, man. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. And and we're gonna be we're gonna be friends now. We're yeah, dude. Nice catching up, man. Yeah, we should we should definitely definitely uh, keep me posting all your musical stuff, dude. And uh, I'll definitely hit you up and make you some more chata whenever I find myself in Seattle again. So hell yeah, yeah. keep in touch, man. You got a deal. Cool. We end with a high five. So I'll I'll count down from three, and then we'll okay. virtually high five. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Three. And this is good because there's been like a slight delay. So this is perfect. There's been a huge delay, man. I like, <laughs> I almost like started talking and like left blank spaces intentionally knowing like, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of weird. There's a huge delay. So we'll you see did a good job. Happens. Oh, you did too, man. You did too. You did good. Okay, here we go. Ready. Three, two, one. Oh, that wasn't too bad. That was... That was amazing. It was perfect. It was just what it needed to be. Exactly. Nice. All righty, dude. Thank you. All righty, man. Yeah, of course. Peace. See you. So, so, wait.
that's what he said or something like that so like dude i mean you know hey you thanks for listening to this podcast you clearly like music and i like telling you about the music that i like it's a perfect match if you made it all the way to the end of this episode that means we must have done something right with this podcast, so please let us know what you liked, what you didn't like by rating and reviewing the show on Apple Podcast. If you're not listening on Apple, then just hit follow if you're on Spotify or whatever else. Thank you again to Andres, VHS King, for coming on the show. Go find him on Spotify. There should be a link to his artist page in the show description. Remember to keep up with him by following him on Instagram at VHS underscore underscore King. Thanks again to the Judd Zingle Project for our theme and to Vaudeville Revival for our backing music today. We used their track, Meanwhile, at Saddle Ranch. You can find both of these awesome artists on the almighty internet overlords of music, Spotify, Apple, etc. Follow us on Instagram at Redefining Records to keep up with the show and other cool content. A new episode of our other podcast, Bands, Beers, and Buzzwords, is coming out next week, and the next episode is on Radioheads in Rainbows. Our host, Johnny Pags, discusses the album with music fanatic and fellow podcast host, Parker Weirling, and it's a really awesome episode. Go check it out. Thanks for your attention. We all know attention is the most valuable commodity in our society. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>